If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Steve since the sandbox. What's going on since the sandbox fans? We're around the halfway point of the NFL season. And we clearly gave you guys some accolades, some NFL honors predictions earlier in the year. But, you know, now that we're starting to see things unfold, we can change those predictions. Guys, we can jump in with our MVPs first. And I definitely have a different prediction. What my prediction was in the first episode, um, I also made the prediction in the bold predictions. I thought a running back was going to be the MVP this year. And the guys that I kept on preaching about, Zeke and Saquon, are not playing well at all. Nowhere close to MVP level. I did mention Dalvin Cook to somewhat of an extent. I did mention Edwards Hilaire to a very slight extent. But that was just all blowing smoke. So right now, my MVP for the year. No, neither of you guys are going to like this. But it does have to be Patrick Mahomes. So far to this point, he has a 115 QBR. He has a 21-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio, and his yards per attempt is 8.2. Guys, I just think he's doing it consistently. Like I've been saying with him, you know, the standard set so high. And these are great numbers for someone that's defending a, a Super Bowl title. I honestly don't know if we've seen, you know, these quarterback numbers continue to improve over the years, especially after winning Super Bowls. So I think that's definitely something to keep in mind going down the stretch. I kind of had two guys I I defaulted on my MVP in the beginning. It was Kyla Murray and Russ. I'm going to go with Russ. Seeing what he's done with that awful defense, continuing to put up multiple touchdowns every game, crazy plays and still beating uh, just about every team but Arizona so far, and they'll get their rematch. I still like him to win the MVP this year, and it's about goddamn time my man gets a vote. For my MVP, and I'm pretty sure I had him the first time around. I can go back and check, correct me if I'm wrong, but still stands, and that's Russell Wilson. Like Lou said, the guy is just unreal, and we say week in and week out, the guy's the best football player on the planet right now. Yeah, and guys, I I got no disagreements with, with the Russell Wilson statement. I definitely think he deserves some votes, definitely think he deserves some respect. Just a really bad year for the Seahawks defense to decide not to be somewhat complimentary to him. So I hope that that doesn't affect him and the team going down the stretch. But guys, let's keep it on the offensive side of the ball since we all just threw out quarterbacks there. And let's go to our offensive player of the year. Last year, there there was definitely some debate between Michael Thomas and Christian McCaffrey. This year, I'm going to have to go to the running back position. Not that a receiver hasn't been good because, you know, Devontae Adams is definitely someone that can be considered Another strong consideration, someone that I thought could have been a candidate was Alvin Kamara, but he is not my Offensive Player of the Year. My two Offensive Player of the Year have to narrow down between these two guys, and we'll see going down the stretch later on, is between Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook. We see Derrick Henry leading the NFL in rushing yards, yet again has 700 through eight weeks already. Dalvin Cook exploding to the scene having 650 yards through the season already. Crazy amount of total touchdowns for a running back. Clearly, you know, the impact for their team is huge. The offenses are built around both of these guys. Their team depends on them staying healthy and being good. If I had to lean one of these guys right now, I I think Henry could definitely be the guy on top for that. But if Cook has another couple games like he did last week, I think he'll be the favorite down the end of the season. 
Yeah, so Steve, I also uh, had Kamara going up for Offensive Player of the Year. But since I have Russ winning the MVP, I think he will get that just because uh, his team isn't as good as a whole as Kansas City's is. But I think Mahomes will get Offensive Player of the Year. He's going to put up bananas numbers. But just the fact that they have a great team and – you know what I mean? The MVP is all about a story and overcoming and being valuable to the team. I think he'll be offensive player of the year. I, I think it's only right if he doesn't win the MVP to make him that award winner. Yeah, so I have uh, I have Dalvin as my offensive player of the year. I can't remember who I had first time around. I'll have to go back and uh, and re-listen to the episode. But yeah, I think he was definitely in the running if, if he wasn't my offensive player of the year. But yeah, Dalvin. Definitely, in my eyes, offensive player of the year. Steve, I know you mentioned Derrick Henry was a close second for me, but uh, just got to give the edge to Dalvin right now because I just think Minnesota's offense relies on him just a little bit more than Tennessee's does just because Ryan Tannehill's a little bit better and they have a better wide receiver core. Yeah, no disagreements there. Lou, if it went that way, I wouldn't even necessarily be mad. I mean, I don't think Mahomes fans would be either just adding another accolade to that already crazy impressive resume but guys now let's flip-flop to the opposite side of the ball before we get into some rookie talk I mean, let's get into our defensive player of the year I mean, this one's very interesting Lou I know you mentioned last week hinted at who you had earlier and who it still continues to be I wanted to mention a name that probably won't get love probably won't be considered for defensive player of the year but someone that's playing really good to this point and guys linebacker for the San Francisco 49 is Fred Warner He's playing some unreal football right now. If you guys like watching tape and, and like seeing some past performances, search up Fred Warner, man's a walking highlight. Going to the defensive player of the year, I think it's also between two guys. And nothing, nothing surprising at all. But Aaron Donald to Miles Garrett, I mean, these two guys are both respectively going to lead their position in sacks at the end of the year. The impact, the, the pressures, the amount of double teams that they split, it's just a crazy amount of greatness that both of these guys possess. Um, And they've both been paid and locked up handsomely. And I expect them to both be two of the best defenders that we've probably seen in a good amount of time, but definitely going to lean a little bit towards Aaron Donald here. Yeah, man, Steve, you're right. I mean, he's easily a top five player in the league, no matter how you want to slice it, offensive or defensive. But like I said, in one of our other episodes, I had TJ Watt and I'm sticking with the pick. The guy's on the best defense in the league right now. He's the best player on that defense, even though they also have a great player in Minka Fitzpatrick. He's the heart and soul. He's doing everything they need. If Darius Leonard played at all the games this year, uh, he would have taken it home because the maniac is back. Yeah. So Steve, I actually took the flip side of yours. I took uh, Miles Garrett as my defensive player of the year. Not bad at all. And what a turnaround for Miles Garrett, huh? We've seen uh, that little scenario with, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers of last year, comparing it to the Pittsburgh Steelers now. I mean, what a difference a year makes, right? And I, I guess we could say that between the differences of 2019 and 2020 and finishing up the year strong as we can. Let's move to coach of the year before we get into some rookie talk. I always think coach of the year is very interesting. And, you know, I feel like there's a lot of guys that get snubbed because there's so many coaches that really could deserve this. And it can go to a couple of guys. It really can. But two guys I really want to narrow it down between is going to be Bruce Arians and Mike Vrabel. I know that there's going to be the mentions of Mike Tomlin. He's definitely a very high candidate, very respected person. And I'm a huge fan of Mike Tomlin. But like I've been saying with Arians, if he finds success in his scenario, 
Um, and they get all those moving pieces working together in that small amount of time with, with all things COVID and stuff like that. I think Arians deserves that respect. And two Vrabel guys, I feel like he doesn't get respected as much as a head coach. Um, but I feel like he's been one of the brighter young coaches. And I know we talk about, you know, the, the Sean McVeighs and the Zach Taylors, the Matt LaFleurs and the Kyle Shanahan's. But I think Vrabel's name should be mentioned when we're talking about all those guys too. He just doesn't do it as flashy and the same as everybody else does. But if I had to lean one like I was talking about earlier in the points with Tampa Bay, I think I would have to go Arians. Yeah, Steven, and you make a great point. I love Mike Vrabel, such a very, very good coach. Mike Tomlin's one of the most slept-on coaches in the league. He's consistent throughout. But uh, the guy I had originally was Doug McDermott. And seeing how the Bills have kind of gotten off to a, a shaky start, I'm going with another coach uh, in that division. I'm going with Brian Flores. I mean, he's turned a Miami team that was uh, piss poor last year into one of the best defenses in the league, made a very ballsy call with Tua. And if they even come close to winning that division and getting a playoff spot, which they are in line for at the moment. He is a real candidate. You know, that guy is a great coach, and it really goes to show what he's done with his team. So, like Lou, I also had McDermott as my uh, as my coach of the year, but I'm actually switching. And, Steve, I had a guy you mentioned, and I'm switching to Mike Tomlin. And, you know, I've always – been hard on Mike Tomlin but over the last you know three or four seasons he's really started to gain my respect and this year the only undefeated team left in football I mean even if they were to lose a couple games still impressed with, with what they've done considering you know the age of Big Ben and and just the moving pieces of of that offense and things like that so Mike Tomlin definitely coach of the year thus far on the season but who knows things could change but as of right now uh really can't put anyone above him no no hate towards that whatsoever Mike Tomlin definitely deserves the respect. And, you know, I hate when, when last year was going on, people were saying Mike Tomlin's on the hot seat. Like, no, he's not. He had Ducky Hodges and Mason Rudolph as his quarterback. I mean, I don't know anybody that, that would have made it work with those guys. And, and he still finished right around 500. But, guys, let's get into some rookie talk, some young guys that are looking promising for the future. Let's go to the offensive side of the ball first, and we'll talk about our Offensive Rookie of the Year. And there's a lot of guys that you could talk about. You could talk about some quarterbacks. You could talk about some receivers. You could talk about some running backs. Guys, someone that I want to show some respect for just because I talk – I don't want to say I talk down about him, but I just wanted to hamper expectations a little bit. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he's third in the NFL in rushing right now. And I was saying all throughout the season – you know, it, it wasn't going to work for him. The expectations were too high. He's really making it work, and, and he's thriving in that scenario right now. So so kudos to him. But I am going to go with the quarterback for my offensive rookie of the year. I just feel like that's a biased award to go to a quarterback. And, guys, I'm going to have to say Joe Burrow. Like Lou was talking about when we were mentioning it in our impressions this week, that's not a bad Bengals team anymore, and you can't look at them as the same as we would look at the Jets and the Redskins. I thought that those were all very good points. Um, and Joe Burrow is getting a lot of respect. I think the game is – he's picking it up very fast, and I expect him to have a very successful career. So I have Joe Burrow as my offensive rookie of the year, and I'm not expecting that Bengals team to go down without a fight throughout the rest of the season. 
Yeah, Steve. And originally I had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and I almost picked Justin Herbert this time around, but I have to go with Joe Burrow. Been much more consistent. He's obviously going to play more games if if he stays healthy, which he has. And, man, like we, we talked about in the uh, the games of the week, dude, and the impressions, they are no joke. He has transformed them into a winning team. Kid is a winner, and he really does have the Bengals on the right track, man. They have found the guy, so I think he should win this award. Bengals definitely haven't met my expectations. If we throw it back to the predictions episode, I predicted them being 500. Going to be tough right now to do that, but hasn't been Joe Burrow's fault, so I can't, can't knock him for any of that. So definitely stick it with him for offensive rookie of the year definitely some other guys you can put in consideration like you said Steve Clyde Edwards Hilaire a couple receivers guys like that but I think Joe Burrow right now has just a little bit you know higher on the ranks than all those other guys no for sure and you know Herbert's definitely an interesting name I feel like if the team was in a better scenario his name might be a little bit more respected on but there was definitely a lot of hype around Burrow too but guys defensive rookies and there's a lot of interesting names here I have three of them that I I really want to mention I'm not really too sure who I had for my beginning one I I think I did have Chase Young when we started to do the accolades but now I want to talk about three guys that have been extreme difference makers on their team and for the Ravens that's been Patrick Queen for the Bucks that's been Antoine Winfield and for the Panthers that's been Derek Brown He's made Brian Burns play uh, so much better, you know, really taking some of the load off of him. And those guys look promising for the future. So Panthers defense looking good for years to come. Lou, I know you're a big Brian Burns guy. But I do have to shy towards Patrick Queen here. I know the the Ravens aren't the team that they were last year. Um, But those expectations are a little bit crazy. I mean, Lamar was an MVP. That's a historic season that he had. But on the, as far as the defensive side of the ball goes, Patrick Queen is, is top for tackles, top in forced fumbles. Um, and this is always a rookie. He's only going to continue to get better. Um, and look at the pieces they're surrounding him with. Patrick Queen, defensive rookie of the year. Um, and I, I expect you guys to share some respect towards Patrick Queen too. Yeah, man, Steven, he was definitely in the running in this for me. And you know I love me some Brian Burns. That dude is a monster. Originally I had Isaiah Simmons going to win the award, but now I have my guy, Julian Blackman. He has played great for the Colts when he's been in there. He's probably on the best defense out of any of these rookies, like statistically wise. And he has, I believe he leads the team in picks now as a rookie and missing a game this season. So if he continues to play the way he has, I really like him to take the award home. I'm Kev and I know everything. I see the future and uh, I'm sticking with Patrick Queen as my defensive rookie of the year. Wow, Kev, I like him. I like him. Let's go to an award that doesn't get as much shine, as much flash, as much respect. But this this reward is very earned, very respect. I mean, that's comeback player of the year. I mean, one of the candidates that I'm going to have is going to be the same as it was my first time around, and that's Big Ben. We saw the injury that he's had last year. We saw how different that team was without him. Now the team is 7-0. and A lot of respect towards them. You know, I had Baltimore before them until last week, so I had to show some love towards the Steelers. I think Big Ben will end up being the comeback player of the year. Guys, an interesting name to mention. I don't think this guy will get a, get an award because of his scenario and the situation that he was in. But Kareem Hunt should be a real name that's considered for this award. I mean, he's top five in rushing yards so far this season. Um, is a serious threat outside the backfield as far as a receiver goes for that Browns team. And clearly his scenario, I think, will 
shift him away from this award a little bit. But this is definitely a guy that, that could be considered for a comeback player of the year. Uh, originally, I thought Cam would take home the award, but comeback player of the year for me, it's honestly, it's got to be Big Ben. I mean, the Steelers are undefeated. He's played solid. I know the picks are there. I just don't know um, how many other people are going to compete with as big of a name. And he's a quarterback, a legendary Hall of Fame quarterback. I think they just want to add this to his resume anyways. Not that he won't deserve it, but I think the Steelers will win the division and he'll continue some solid play, and I think that'll be enough to get him over in the award. Like Lou, I had Cam Newton winning this award from the start, and I've been heavy on the Cam Newton MVP talk, but that has slowed down immensely. To get back on track, comeback player of the year, unanimous. It's got to be Big Ben. I mean, undefeated, looks like Big Ben of old, and just keeps just keeps grinding out games, so... All, all, you know, all due respect to, to Big Ben and, and going to have him as comeback player of the year. Yeah, unanimous. I, I love to hear that. But, guys, that's going to wrap things up for our NFL Honors update. Always fun talking about the accolades and the awards um, that these superstars around the league deserve. But, guys, make sure to get caught up with all things since the sandbox. Participate in our can drive if you haven't already. Send us a DM or a message on Facebook if you have any questions about that. Pre-order your since the sandbox hoodie pre-orders are over on Friday. Make sure to get yours while supplies still last. And, guys, five stars, five stars, five stars. Peace out, yo.